Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to A View from the Bullens, and this is the weekly catch-up. I am, of course, the Bobble, and joining me is former Everton player and my good friend, Michael Ball. Ballie, you're back on again. You can't stay away, can you? Bored, mate. Bored. But it's nice to see you again, mate. So let's uh, chew the fat you, over I, the blues. I told you, you're looking slim. Yeah, you need your eyesight sorted, mate. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the Man City result first and foremost. Two former clubs going head-to-head for you. Everton, no Man City three. We'll just t- touch on it lightly. Not a bad result given the circumstances. Obviously, Man City have gone, a, gone through to the Champions League final, beating Real Madrid 4 0. What did you think of the game? I thought we set up pretty well. I know I was here last week talking about how we were going to set up. And I think Dice, to be honest, he um, set up the right way. First half an hour we looked all right, didn't we? Yeah, I think obviously because of Milenko's situation, he could have maybe gone in with a three, but I think that would have upset our flow. I think the last two or three performances in that formation and mm. style. We've done pretty well. We've caused a lot of problems on the counter-attack. Pep Guardiola mentions you know, that's what he was afraid of, of our counter, uh, counter-attack style. So, yeah, I think for you know half an hour or so, we competed. And you know, Jordan Pickford didn't have to do too much. And did City do what they do well? They, they, they made us rush our final pass a little bit. I think Decore had an opportunity to put uh, DCL through. And maybe just our final pass was rushed a little bit here and there. But I think soon as City on the half an hour mark started, they up, they up the tempo. Mm. And they, they started moving the ball a little bit quicker and um, you know the, I thought that the first goal it was a really great finish wasn't it but it, it, I th- we can still do better in those situations you know, do you I, think it, we were defending that right as a former yeah, defender do you I think, think I think did, it was Jeremy it was tight to Gundogan wasn't he no Yeri got pulled away from Haaland in the first goal so we can, it's, it's all very easy to talk about after the event. So if you mm. look at the first goal, Yeri's concentrating on Haaland, who you'd expect him to do. Yeah. And he, he, Haaland was clever. He put him, he moved himself out of that situation mm-hmm. and Gundogan was clever enough to find the gap and then Patterson had to go tight. And That's should, correct, should yeah. he swap roles? And you think Mina should have held his position then and not followed Haaland? Well, when he did hold his position, we lost the second goal. Haaland was free. So, that's what City do to you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Harlem, uh, sorry, Mina got pushed. 
he got sucked into the ball and went past the front post and they've clipped the ball over. But both goals, what I mean by we could have done better, we had, we had personnel in and around there, but both goals come from inside our six-yard box, basically, mm. which you think to be more compact and, you know, you're trying to protect the goal because that's where the goal area is. And Mina got dragged out wide because Harlan moved up the way. Then Mina got sucked into the near post and Harlan's pulled off into, you know, to the to the second post and found himself free, which is disappointing. But it's but only because both crosses, there was no pressure on the ball. So the first one, Mahrez had all the time in the world to pick his spot. Mm-hmm. And the second one, um, you can't you can't really blame players. They were trying, but I think Awobi or Patterson got was 2v1. You know, um, you know, Patterson went for the first ball and then he was left 2v1. Awobi didn't really follow the runner or didn't really anticipate where the second ball was going to come from. Do, so, you, do you think Holgate could have done more for the second goal, the Harlan header? He's... Not really. I know it's a mismatch. Not, not, yeah, it's a mismatch. Um, maybe could have been a little bit braver, but I think Harlem, he was already set, wasn't he? He was already up in the air. Yeah. Um, Jordan was probably caught too far over, so panicked to get, get across to cover the goal, and it's, it's gone down to sort of the middle. So look, you can always analyse little little moments like that, which Sean Dice will. Even though it's against Manchester City, you can hold mm. your hands up and go, that's what they do to the best teams in the world. <laughs> what they've just done to Real Madrid. Exactly. You know, Real Madrid, you know, with the, the Champions League holders, and Man City were just toying with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they, you know, they were up in the tempo, they played some brilliant football. But it's just moments in games like that. Goals do change games. Of course. You know, and yeah. I don't think the lads deserve to go in sooner. Oh, I didn't think so, actually. You know, I thought I the, felt the, a bit the, sorry the, for them. The lads done really well. I, th- I was pleased with the crowd. I thought the crowd, you know, you can sense how how difficult it is to play against Manchester City. Well, that's City. what I want to touch on. I want to touch on the crowd now. I've got you here. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Leicester game, I was at the King Power Stadium, Leicester v Liverpool on Monday night. Um, and when it went 1-0 to Liverpool, there were boos, there was chance if you're not fit to wear the shirt. Um, you could see there was just a complete disconnect between the fans and the players. And I know Leicester City fans have a big problem, a big issue with the current board, the current hierarchy, but nevertheless, they're not with the team. When it went 3-0, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, an excellent goal by Trent Alexander-Arnold, there were even more boos, more singing, you're not fit to wear the shirt, get out your clubs. There were people throwing items onto the pitch. Final whistle went... The players stood in the centre circle, fans just booed, got off their seat and left. There was no clapping of the players. The players didn't come over and clap. James Madison stuck his thumb up to the fans. He got gestured to get off the pitch, you know, mm. flip the bird, as we'd say. Things like that were happening in the crowd. Stark contrast, isn't it? Goodison Park, we lose 3-0 to Man City. Same scoreline. Our players are given a standing ovation. Does that, as a former pro bowler, does that make a difference for a player to know you've just been beaten 3-0 but you're getting a standing ovation whereas on the flip side Leicester are getting beat 3-0 and they're being told to get off the pitch as a player yeah I think we've been there ourselves I think our expectations as fans especially since Mercedes come in that we expect more we spent a lot of money in the transfer mm. window and we we expect better football and for one reason or another it hasn't worked so us as fans and myself included I've been very frustrated with what I've been witnessing you know you you see these players that we brought into the club and you know the good players, but they just haven't been hitting the heights that we expected. So that gets frustration. And I think that's where Leicester are right now. You know, I think Leicester, Southampton, probably were teams that you'd you'd look at how good they've been ran. Recruitments have been really, really good mm-hmm. in the past. You know, if you go with Vardy or Mares. In the and, Champions League six years um, ago. Who else? Harry Maguire. They look at Southampton, yeah. the amount of players they've moved on. And they've been very clever in recruitment of bringing players in to replace them 
unfortunately, the last couple of years, it hasn't worked for them and it's quickly spiraled out of control. And that's where the expectations of fans, mm-hmm. sort of the frustration falls onto the players. And the players will be thinking, well, you know, I've done this for the football club. I've done X, Y, and Z. I'm here to try my best, but it's just not working for because they haven't kept on going. If you stand still on football, you get caught out. We know, we know that ourselves. You know, we haven't had the opportunity to bring in the players that we liked last couple of seasons. And this is why we find ourselves in the situation once again where we are. You know, it's, it is about coaching. It is about getting the best coaches you can possible. And the manager's got to be uh, accountable of of quickly getting across his ideas. But when that's chops and changes a lot, it's very mixed messages for the players. But going back to your question, it's, it's, it's not helpful for the players, for Leicester players, you know, knowing that the fans are on the back. That brings in nervousness. I think we probably had our best season of certain players when we had COVID, when the fans was out of Goodison yeah. Park. We had a good run. Players sort of didn't have that expectation. They can go out and sort of express themselves a little bit. But if you want to be a Premier League footballer and a top one, you've got to be able to handle that expectation. You show up, ask the ask for the ball in difficult areas, show a bit of accountability. And we've showed that at moments, but not a lot. And the consistency, I think Sean Dyche is asking that from our players, is show bravery, show consistency. And you know the, the fans have been fantastic this season, especially what's gone on last year. Our fans, you know, the back and the players, we know they need backing. Do they deserve it? Maybe not. Sometimes some of the fans probably think feel very frustrated and you know very tiresome of um, it's the same problems week in and week out. But you can't talk about the past. We can talk about it on podcast and we can where we all went wrong. But it's about moving the club forward. Mm. And we need to go. This is what you've got. Sean Dyche has got these players. He needs to get the best out of them. You show us as fans desire passion wearing that blue shirt we'll back into the hills is it spoke about interesting rooms when so when Leicester would have gone into the changing room would the players if you've been there would, would the players then go you know yeah, what I the think, hell was going on here I don't think they will publicly I think inside to be going you know, to be questioning the fans I think yeah. you know I Why think they're they going us? you know because players don't take responsibility they'll always try and there's always someone else's fault, it's whether it's the owners or whether... Is that what you did, always whether, trying to push the blame? Yeah, always, yeah, it's never my fault, mate. Yeah, no, you do, you know, you always question what went wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you, the, probably the last thing you do is look in the mirror. Mm. You know, you know, there's always something else that's maybe the travel or something just didn't go right and that's you sort of get out. But when you're doing a consistent basis and you find yourself down there, that's when you've got to start looking in the mirror. And I always I question that in my echo column a lot. The players mm-hmm. need to look yeah, at you yourself yeah. and go, look, you know, what am I, what can I do? to improve myself or help me teammate in the rounds. That's the only way you're going to get out of it. So if Leicester go in after a heavy defeat in front of the home fans, you know they'll be disappointed that the fans have sort of turned on them. But it's only up to them to have they got the, you know, the balls, basically, yeah. to, to step up to the plate and show. But they've got two difficult games coming up. But you know, our concern is just ourselves, isn't it? You know, we've got two difficult games. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we've got to get... It's, out of, it's in our hands and it's up to us to... You know, not really rely on other teams. It'd just be nice to get you know, six points really next two mm-hmm. games. So let's look at ourselves. And so Sean Dyche has done his pre-Wolves press conference. He spoke about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He said that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is set to train ahead of the Wolves game. That's massive, isn't it, mate? Absolutely oh, that's huge. huge. That's that's huge. You know, I, I probably understand his decision at halftime if, if what we heard come mm. out of the club. I think it was the a right choice if... You don't want to take any risks. You know, that game was basically gone. If it was nil-nil, would you have subbed Dom at that point? Or would you have said, give us another 15? I don't think Dom would have wanted to get subbed. Mm. You know, I think he probably... Yeah, I think that would have been right. 60, 65 minutes. See where we were uh, as a team. Um, But I think Sean Dice is looked after Dom 
correctly. Yeah, you know, while, it's being frust- while it's being frustrating for us as fans, you want to see your best players on the pitch. You, you, you've got to be right. And it's, he's looking at the bigger picture between now at the end of the season. If Dom's just feeling a little bit tightness or a little bit soreness, mm-hmm. you've got two massive games coming up and it's more important. So I don't want to say pick and choose games, but it is you know, a pick and choose moment. And for him to make that decision, take that away from Dom, I think that shows good management style and mm. player management for him. But Dom is a necessary, I think, for us to pick up points in the next couple of games. If he's 80% fit, would you play him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's got a nice little holiday on the beach coming up if he if he yeah. pulls out two, 180 two, minutes he's two got more, for us now. Two more performances for us, Dom. Look, you see what he what he done for us last season mm-hmm. at Crystal Palace. Um, look, I think just the way he, he commands the ball going forward and holds the ball up just brings everyone else 10, 15 yards further forward. It helps as a team. Look, it's no shock that we've improved our our style of play, um, scoring goals while Dom's been in the team. Even though Dom hasn't put the ball in the net, you know, more often than he probably wants, wants it to, like the less that he's, he's chances, creating them opportunities, bringing other t- players into play mm. is making us play much better. And I, I don't think we're rushing it as much, even like a Wobi and Decore, but finding our passes a lot more and that's because he's holding the ball up having a bit of composure and questioning the defence we haven't had players to question opposition enough and Dom does that and yeah he's massively key for us for, to get points for the now the end of the season yeah. Absolutely I agree and another player that is well, looks set to be ruled out of the Wolves game is Vitaly Mikolenko still struggling with a thigh slash groin injury that has kept him out of the team did you think we missed his balance you know because he's a natural left back in a left back role there's been a lot of talk after that after the Man City game that Holgate struggled. He's not a natural left back. Everton don't have adequate cover at the left hand back role. As a former left back, it, it, it seemed to knock the balance of the back four. You tell me. It seemed to it, just it knock. It, it's didn't look as cohesive. It's what you'd expect um, having a right side to play a player left back. You know, we've had it so many times. Having you know, even when Godfrey plays there, that he seemed to sneak in a little bit more. Um, but because we were playing against City and. Their wingers come inside. Mares exploited it a bit more, they, didn't they? They come inside, and that's yeah. You know, they come inside and still got the crossing. You know, that's that's the frustrating. They're coming on their on their right strong foot. Strong it's against yeah. myself. That's it's that's my weakness. They're coming inside, but if against the right side, it, I could see why Dice made that decision. So you think Holgate should be showing Mares more down to the wing rather than letting? Yeah, him but if you remember quite early on, he he, he went that way. He yeah, took him down the foul. line, didn't he? he yeah, you know foul. because he's he's overshowed him and mm. thinking he's not going to go and he, he did do, he's got the, the ability to go both ways and that's I think he tricked me as well I said to my mate he's only got one foot Maris and he went yeah, round the outside comes in, and nailed you know, him yeah there. look they, they show it I think Grealish is the same isn't he they come inside every time and then the one time you switch off it's like they go down the line so mm. they're just clever footballers and yeah. they, they, they manipulate where they, where they want the defender but balance wise when I mean by so what you're talking about is, is balance is more when you've got the ball you know, if you're trying to receive the ball, pass the ball around the back, you just know Holgate's going to come inside every time. He's not going to try and find McNeil in front of him with his mm. left foot. His only option is to come and come back inside or go backwards. So it's very obvious for the opposition to know where where you're going. There's no there's no uh, surprise element there. So that's going forward for next season. We, we're obviously going to speak about in a few weeks' time is recruitment for the summer or where we're going to be. That's where you you, you want competition for places. We we haven't got any balance on left hand side. No, Maybe Braithwaite coming back as a left side centre back that could bring more balance. But having having the choice is what is what Sean Dice hasn't got. You know, and that's what we need at the football club. We need competition for places everywhere. But I think bringing a couple of left-sided players in will will help us with the mm. balance with possession. 
Before we go into the Wolves game, I want to just talk to you about Jared Branthwaite. You've just touched on him, and as a player that played in the Dutch league, Bully, what what is it like in the Dutch league? How how much how much how beneficial has it been for Jared Branthwaite? Do you think to go over to the Holland and, and play his trade? It would be massive for him. It's a different um, game, isn't it? Because it's more it's, ball it's, possession. It's, but look, he's um, he's a big lad. You know, he's a tall lad. But you look, so is Yapstam and so is Van Dijk. You know, so but it's all about ball possession. Mm. It's all about um, defending with your head. You know, there's not going to be many elastic challenges. It's all in your head. It's all about communication. Did you notice a big but, change when you went there? Yeah, I learned a lot. It was total. It was total opposite to how I got brought up the English style, the English way. It was basically the opposite way around. How quickly did it take you to adapt? Um, it wasn't that long because my my managers at, at Rangers were Dutch. So our style was Dutch. Dick Advocat. So, yeah, so Dick yeah. Advocat, Jan Valters was, was yeah. my coach and then they both, Jan Valters moved to PSV. So nothing really changed. Mm-hmm. So it was the style, I learned, sorry, the Dutch way while I was at Rangers, to be honest. So the transition wasn't that much for me. It was the, the there was no surprise elements in Holland. Right. Everyone plays 4-3-3. So I'm against the winger, so that's my job, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if I'd done a few little things extra, I might get pat on the back, but then pulled to one side by uh, Gus Hiddink going, well done, but don't do that again. <laughs> but basically, because I've done a surprise, I don't like a 20-yard, 30-ball, 30-yard ball over like the top. It. I think um, Yana Gore of Esseling lobbed the goalie. And he went, well done, good bub, don't do it again. Because the midfielder gets paid to do that. You know, <laughs> so you, you know your jobs. You know your jobs. You can have, you know, it's, and it's like, it can't be that like you think, Are you joking? Yeah, I was, and yeah. I was waiting for the reaction, and it was not it was really serious, you know, and that was, you're surprising your own teammates. Yeah. So everyone knows, we used to work in, in training, training's totally different, it's the other way around, in, in England, you, it's, it's basically about recovery, you know, going through tactics a little bit, but it's all about recovery for the next game, because the games in the Premier League are much tougher. Yeah, more demanding. More demanding. Yeah. Um, training in Holland was more demanding, and, and it was open. So all your training sessions are open. Fans are turning up. You know, there's always you know three, four hundred people every day, all sitting having a coffee, watching you train. So you got bizarre. so you got to put on a bit of a, a show, a bit of a front, yeah. You know, when you're thinking every coaching page we're doing every day. You know, in England you might just go, we'll just do a bit of possession today or a bit of stretching, That's a, a bit lot of yoga. Different, that is, isn't it? You do everything, um, and it was good because you get to meet the fans. You have a you have a laugh. You think, does anyone work here? Because it's always the same faces, <laughs> you know. But it's uh, it was it makes a family environment. You know, it is good and going. How are these here again? But you see them. They're there for oh. you know a few hours a day. You know, it's great when your family come over. They can just. Go walk, watch your training. Yeah. Have a coffee, have a panini, or whatever. At, at the training ground. At the training ground, yeah. It's just it's it's open. Um, Imagine doing that in this country. But there's no surprises. No, Everyone plays no. four three three. You, they, 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 it's total football, so they won't change their style. Would other teams come watch you? No, in training, they're not bothered. Surely they must have. That's what I thought. You, you, but you just see it on a Saturday. Nothing's going to change. It's just who's got the better players. You know, we we had some very very top players. So it's you know we're thinking start 11 but it's obvious because it never changed if you, you win a football game you start an 11 never changed and it's just about you know I used to I used to love the training sessions when you go through everything and I used to go I don't really understand why we're doing this and then within 10 minutes in a game you're like oh, I got it now yeah you know and it Penny's wasn't any, it wasn't any surprise or any fantastic man management skills it, it was like everything was Dutch I didn't have a clue what they were saying <laughs> half our players were South American couldn't speak English or Dutch so it was just about your job you knew what to do so it simplified for you simplified really simplified everyone so you knew what everyone else was doing so you've done your job pass it on to you and you do your job 
And then when it worked, you're like that, wow, we're good. Did you learn any Dutch? Yeah. Did you? Two beers, I believe. What does that mean? Two beers, please. (laughs) 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 And a a bit more as well, but I could understand it all. Well, majority of it was difficult, but it was, it was more relaxed, but very like German as well. Because like, I think in England or... Maybe when Everton, when I think Ronald Koeman comes to the football club, mm-hmm. I think the fans, it's a fan, sorry, the players struggle with the transition of how the Dutch do things. Yeah, the they're du- a lot different. People always say that, don't they? The football? Dutch have done it since they were being, I don't know, six, seven. So, mm-hmm. and they think they're right. So that's, it goes from six, seven, eight years all the way up to the national team. They'll have meals together after training, everyone. England, you, you, if you didn't want to eat, you could go home, you know, and they think it as a, a team, it all together. Yeah. But you weren't allowed to eat until a manager was ready. And you both, told me that before. Both of our managers, yeah. they, they like the food, so you you couldn't. You have to wait for them to go up first. You have to wait for them to go like expertly. I think mm-hmm. it's how they pronounce it. Like you know, enjoy. Do that again. You're good at that. Mouth's too dry <laughs> Put now. Put your teeth back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to wait for them for ready. So you're sitting there half an hour waiting for the managers to come down. But everybody, even the physios and the whole club, will have to eat at the same time. And you know, you, you, there wasn't. I wouldn't say there's clicks, but there, there had to be clicks. Yeah, of course. So there was. The Dutch lads in one table, so it'd be like I don't know, Clive, Koku, and um, Afalai or whatever in one table, and then have all the South Americans. It'd be like Fafan and Kona, Runa Kona, yeah, yeah. maybe um, um, Alex, the Brazilian Alex. Yeah, the defender who's played for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Gomez, um, the goalkeeper, on one table, and then us lot, the rest of the world was like you know myself. Was I playing doing English? I think I was the only English. There was a couple of Australians, Americans, like Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, Demarcus Beasley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Kalina, um, and maybe the odd Dutch lads. And it's only because you're comfortable. You can have a conversation while you're having dinner. There's nothing worse than sitting on a table mm-hmm. and you can't understand what's going on. You're thinking, are they talking about me? Yeah, they, yeah. You, know, whatever, That's you, horrible, you haven't yeah. got a clue. So it worked, you know. But in England, when we had the foreigners come in, used to think, why are they all sitting together? Clicks are starting. Mm. You're like, well, no, because they're comfortable. It's completely but different. But my mentality changed because I was, I've been that guy. I've been that British player when, you know, basically everyone in the change room is speaking French. Even, even, is that what like, they spoke in training, in French? Well, no, no at, at Everton. I was oh, talking about Everton. When okay. I was back at Everton, sorry. So we brought a lot of players through, like under Walter, where there was like Oliver Decourt and there was obviously Matthew Italian. French, yeah. Um, and back of the echo. <laughs> you know, he was a great lad. He was nuts. He was a brilliant lad. Um, but then we even had Scottish players talking French. And you, and you, you know, was Sean Collins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Monaco yeah, yeah. situation. So you're going on. You don't, you don't know what's getting said or what they're doing. But and I, I, I was too young to say anything. But I didn't really like it. I was like, I don't think I'd like that. I don't, don't understand it. You know? But nah. then as you get older, you realise. Oh, I'll put myself in when I went to Holland. But they're only trying to make me feel comfortable speaking your language and so you're comfortable. So during the game, were they speaking Dutch? The majority of your team? Um, oh, possibly. Yeah, possibly. What did the referee talk to you in? If they knew if it was English, it'd be English. Would it? Yeah. They'd speak to you in yeah. English, would they? Um, but yeah, it, it would be Dutch. Training was Dutch. Yeah, it's all training was Dutch, but... Uh, How quickly did it take you to pick up the language? There's not much you'd have to say, did it? It's already up. Pass. <laughs> Two beers, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, in the duck. Yeah. It's like a man on. It's like... Uh, so... Uh, and it's left or right. Links. Uh, I can't even remember that now. What's that? 
left or it wasn't it's not much. football is a very simple language yeah, yeah. you know it simplifies it but that what about about hitting it was like when we were playing top teams or or pushing for the title it was all about um your mentality i think we drew one game and it was like the world end, ended and he come in and, and we had like 12 fixtures to go and he wrote them all down dead quiet in the changing room and just went through each one and go do you think we're going to win that one and we're like yeah <laughs> and then just goes through them all and then we get to like a difficult game, say I actually goes, what do you reckon? We're like, yeah. And he goes, well, we'll say a draw. And then we we'll do that. that. And then no, we win the league if you do that. And you're thinking, they're difficult games. You know, there's some yeah, top yeah. players and, you know, final that a decent side. Um, you know, um, you know, Ajax, were, they were really good. You know, they had a, they had top players, but they were just struggling in the league. But you know, it's a fierce game. So yeah, you can drop yeah, points. You're banging so, it. But the confidence in the players, like, like Koku or whatever, you go around for having lunch in, in the house and you see the shield, what they've won, and they go, you'll, you'll get one of them at the end of the season. They go, there's only like a point in it. You know, <laughs> but they just knew they were going to win. And you were thinking, I had a skin fall last night. I <laughs> <laughs> was just thinking like, the mentality, they know they're going to win. And, um, and changing their mentality, I, I, I understand it now. And I was going to write about it in me. I go, and I've mentioned it, a while ago, uh, probably after the Crystal Palace game, mm-hmm. where we, you know our games at, in Holland were about half six, so you'd had a chance to watch the the English games on the TV. All the games were on. You'd have your pre-match meal and you'd just watch whatever game was on. And there was a a relegation battle, and I can't remember who it was, but say, I think it might have been Bradford or something like that. And the, for some reason, you always have the underdogs, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, and the, the underdogs have won. That the fans had ran on the pitch and. They're all celebrating and then the cock would come over all the a few lads going, What's going on? I went to our you know, Bradford has stayed up or, you know, last game of the season. He's going, So why are all the fans running on the pitch? I was like, Because you know, just you know, you just because they have because they're celebrating, you know, just staying in the Premier League and he goes, So the fans are celebrating being shit all season. That's what you said. And I've gone, Oh, you just don't get it. You know, because we have had the mentality of, yeah, yeah. you know, the Wimbledon and, and the Wimbledon days though, and the Coventry days and that's how he thought about it. We go, mm. yeah, but you, the, the fact, you don't get it. Now, we find ourselves in that situation again. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, he's right, isn't he, really? There's a lot you know, of Evertonians yeah, thinking that know, way as well. You know, he, he's right, what are you saying? You, know, you, you don't want to <sighs> celebrate, you know... Below par, being, mediocrity, being poor. whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, mediocrity, and I think that's where we, we sort of find ourselves. But I think it's just, especially the game against Palace, the way the game went, though, we were 2-0 down. Mm. I think That was different, I th- yeah. I th- yeah, I that's totally different. And I think that's... We probably would have done it if it was not to do with going down anyway. Yeah. It was just you know, the Did relief of it. No, no, no. I've seen play, I've seen people who I know who were in the top balcony on the pitch before they even got to the fire exit. So I don't know how they got from <laughs> down there on the pitch. So um, look, look, it was it was sort of good scenes, but it's not something yeah. to celebrate. No. You know, I think you've you've had um, you know Barry Owen on, haven't you? Yeah, you know, yeah. Barry he, he comes spoke on. about it, and he, 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 he obviously people want to know what went on. But it's not something to be. No, it's more of a relief than it's, anything. It's relief, isn't it? It's you know, relief. It's, not, it's not to be celebrated. And then you, you know. want to kind of regroup and go again. But yeah, yeah. like you say, to, you don't want to celebrate no, all that. Not I really. think Barry was spot it's on when I've heard him talk about it. It's like, yeah, the fans want to know what went on, but it's not something to be celebrating about. It's more relief. It's just like, like we've got away with it now. Can mm. we kick on now the following season? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, moving on, Borley. Everton play Wolves on Saturday, a 3 p.m. kickoff. We play first. We play before Nottingham Forest. We play before Leeds. We play on the Sunday and Leicester play on the Monday against Newcastle. If Everton win this game, do you think that's us safe? Well, I hope so. Obviously, we all hope so. It's going to be a difficult game. Um, the, going into the game, we've just got to keep playing the way we have been. I mm. think we've, we've been decent, I think, the last three or four performances. Can they can do it? I, yes, they can, they can. I think they've got to show that belief. I hope I hope that Man City game doesn't knock the confidence, mm. and I don't think it will. Uh, I think the performances um, at Leicester, I thought that was, that was a good away performance. The only issue, you, you, the way you've got to do it is make it difficult for them straight away. Wolves have got nothing to play for. Nothing at all. So in one way, it's an advantage. In a way, it could be negative against us. They've got the freedom to play and express themselves. Yeah. They've got really good technical talent of footballers who could probably hurt any team on their day. But are they up for a rough and tough battle? Battle. We should be running 10 times harder than them, shouldn't we? They, I don't think they will. So we've got to make sure we don't let them get into their flow because mm. if they want to go out there with their flip-flops on and enjoy the football, that might hurt us. Mm. But if they want to go with the flip-flops on and it's going to be for the battle, yeah. they're not going to be up for that. You know, they're, they're, they're safe. They've got nothing to play for besides a little bit of pride here and there in front of the, the home fans for the last uh, home game of the season for them. We've just got to quieten the fans down and make it a battle and they won't be up for that. You know, nine mm. times out of ten, I feel if we make it very, very difficult for them, win our second balls, you know, be a little bit nasty yeah. in, in them situations, you know, I don't think they'll be sweating blood really to try and get a, get get the result that they, they want. You Do you know? think a win would then, <laughs> Leicester would then be beyond the eight ball completely? Look, it just knocks everybody else, doesn't it? It does, doesn't you it? Know, Leeds it, play on the Sunday at West Ham and they would then know they need six points probably. Yeah, you know, it's, it gives everyone that, that added pressure. Mm. I think obviously our Brighton result knocked the teams in and around us. Yeah. You know, it gives us a massive boost. It knocked everyone else his confidence and the pressure of them to try and get out and to, to get a result. Make forced them making errors and mistakes. And I think you've probably seen that the Leicester game against Liverpool. The first 10, 15 minutes, Leicester was sort of they were, yeah, they were having o- a go. They were okay actually. Yeah, they yeah. were sort of having a little go they in there. And you're just thinking, oof, you know, they're up for a little it was bit the here. the first went in, that was it. And then heads drop when things don't go their yeah. way and then it's like it's an uphill battle and so if we can get the points on the board um, the maximum points yeah you know it's going to be a huge problem and I think that will keep us safe but look we, we're not going to know till Monday are we? No until Leicester play Newcastle um, and it'll look, look, it'll, be, it'll be brilliant to go to to go to some park knowing safe, that we're safe yeah. um, but I think I said a few, last week you know I doubt that will happen mm, but yeah you thought does. last day didn't you? Yeah so quick fire questions before you go Mikalenko doesn't make the game. Who are you playing left back and why? I think the way we finished 
I think Sean Dice was happy um, with the formation of playing three mm-hmm. at the back. So I think he was he was pretty pleased with Connor Cody's performance. But he's yeah. ineligible for his Wolves. Oh, sorry, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's ineligible as well. So it'd be Michael Keane, Mina, and then yeah, he could do. Yeah, I, I think he was happy with the three. So you'd go yeah. McNeil, maybe left wing back. Yeah. You could see him doing mm, that, could you? He's got the energy. He's got the engine to do that. Yeah. So Patterson would like that. It would, it would help. It would help Nathan's him. game. Yeah, that's it would what help I mean. Nathan's game because he, he he wants to get forward. Do you know? I think we lose yeah. McNeil going forward a bit, though. We will do, but I think he, he's he's been like that for the majority of the season, hasn't he? Mm. The, the amount of work he does coming back. You know, how many times you see him helping out Melanco? You know, mm. he, he goes to full it and you know playing as a wing back. Um, it's going to happen going forward a lot more but mm. it all depends on DCL doesn't it it does what? two more questions before you go next one Amadou Nana. do you bring him back in maybe in the place of James Garner or do you keep James Garner in and Onana sits on the bench I think Garner deserves another start I think he's been really good um, who would be the better impact sub if needed you know for, to make that difference would it be Garner or would it be Onana I think Onana probably could find more freedom as the game gets on and other mm. teams get get tired in and around him. He's got the ability to to break the lines and find that final pass. So I would stick with Garnet and bring O'Nana on near the end if, if needed to find that final ball. Final question. I know you're at the Molyneux. Prediction time. What is the score going to be? Why do you do this? <laughs> um, has Ben got one right yet? No. No. He's awful at these. Terrible. Um... Going confidence. I'm going to go 2 0 Everton win. 2 0 Everton win. Goal scorers? Let's go up the box here. Um, Mina needs. He wins, he wins a mount. I don't know if it's how he wins the first ball from corners, but yeah. doesn't seem to get the power in it, does he? Or he hits it over the bar, or it just doesn't even so connect right. So he, he's, he, he's due one. I've yeah. lost a few bets on him, so he owes yeah. me one. So he's due one. So Mina. And we're going to get a penalty. Uh, I'm scoring that. 2 0. Yeah. We'll take that all day long. <laughs> and there we have it, guys. Thanks to Borley for joining us, as always. Keep an eye on all our social media channels, as always, for all the latest news coming out of Goodison Park and Finch Farm. In the meantime, have a great week. Take care and all the very best. Thank you. <laughs>